pay attention, listen, and hold my hand. Have you ever said those things before? Have you ever heard those things before? Yeah, if you are a parent, you've definitely said all three of those things many times, I'm sure. You know, if, and, and if you're you know, if you're not a parent, or if you know, you know if you're still a, a kid, you know you've you've heard you've heard those you've heard those a few times before. Uh, these are things people say, you know, like when you're like a parent, or when you're in a protective, caretaking role for someone who might be younger, weaker, smaller than you. You will say things, you know, like pay attention, listen. Here, hold my hand. Now, in my experience, sometimes there can be some pushback from the little people when they hear things. Yeah, you guys are laughing. You guys, understand. You guys have heard that pushback before. In my experience, uh, you know, even maybe some members of my own family as young as age two, they think they're big enough to just walk through a parking lot by themselves or cross the street or go to a metro park and get real close to a a cliff, I've used the word cliff kind of loosely, but there's like a steep drop off, ooh, let me look, you know, get back over here, pay attention, listen, hold my hand. Parents say these kind of things all the time. Jesus, the good shepherd, says these kinds of things all the time as well. And when Jesus says these things, he's not so much you know, trying to keep us safe in the parking lot necessarily, but he is more concerned with the wolves that are all around, these bloodthirsty, ravenous wolves. We'll talk more about them here in a little while. But Jesus wants to keep his beloved sheep, you know, you guys, he wants to keep them safe. He wants to lead them where they're supposed to go. It's, uh, it's interesting when you look at John chapter 10, and especially the, the, the part of it that we just read here today, um, this is, you know, we read this, something from that chapter every year on Good Shepherd Sunday. Um, but I was struck this time, and I was reading it again, how there's not so much a description of who the Good Shepherd is, but actually in this passage, uh, Jesus takes more time describing the sheep. He describes the sheep. And this is uh, kind of a summary of what he says the sheep are like. He says the sheep hear his voice, uh, they believe, and they follow him. And they receive eternal life, and they're, they're safe in his hand. Wonderful, wonderful description. And I would even say, you could, you could even summarize that even more, Jesus could say, well, the sheep, this is what the sheep do, at the risk of sounding kind of repetitive already. The sheep pay attention to me, and they listen to my voice, and they hold my hand. And this is good, that Jesus is describing us sheep by our relationship to him. Because if he was just describing us kind of like on our own merits, uh, he wouldn't have the nicest things to say I know we just, you know, we all sang about we just want to be sheep, but sheep are not the brightest, right? 
Sheep are weak and impressionable, and their followers, uh, their followers, like in the worst sense of that term, just kind of follow anybody, you know? A wolf comes in with a sheep costume on, oh, yes, let's go follow this wolf over there, and then they get eaten or something, you know? Um, but the beautiful thing is that Jesus is describing us by the relationship that we have, by this paying attention and listening and holding his hand and being safe and being led kind of relationship, which is what it's all about to be in the flock of Jesus. Now, this is, uh, this is a good opportunity here today for us to reflect upon maybe, uh, you know, we're, we're rejoicing in the fact that Jesus is our shepherd. He's the shepherd, right? But he gives us other shepherds, sometimes we call them under-shepherds, to care for us. And that's what that reading from Acts chapter 20 was all about. Paul is talking about his role as a shepherd, and then the other people in the church in Ephesus, you know, they're shepherding the flock there. But I know uh, for me and for all of you guys, you know, we can, we can think about, oh yeah, who has God put in my life to make sure that I am close to Jesus? You know, maybe it's, maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's a teacher, it's, maybe it's some influential person who has mentored you and reminded you of God's promises and just kind of kept you closely connected to Jesus all of these years. And I think on, on Mother's Day here, we have to celebrate the fact that our mothers, uh, whether, they're, whether they're still with us or whether they're now with Jesus, the Good Shepherd, in the eternal pastures, um, but the role that mothers play in, in shepherding us. Now, You've probably heard your mother say things like, pay attention, maybe they have a nicer voice than that, um, listen and hold my hand, dozens of hundreds of times probably, uh, whether you were listening or not. Um, but what maybe you didn't hear was the, the dozens of hundreds of times that, that your mom was, was praying for you to keep following Jesus and, and the dozens of hundreds of times that your mom, you know, reminded you of the love of Jesus and encouraged you as you go around and just follow the good shepherd. So we're so thankful for our moms and for all the, the shepherds that Jesus provides for us. Uh, but Jesus is the shepherd, and he takes on the wolves. He takes on the wolves himself so that we don't have to face them because we wouldn't be able to, to take them on. So Jesus does it for us. And you know, when, when we reflect upon the good shepherd in his like, role as like the warrior against the wolves, um, it makes me just kind of chuckle at the way that we sometimes will talk about Good Shepherd Sunday and this theme. I think the, the risk of celebrating Good Shepherd Sunday is making it too cute and happy and fluffy, right? You know, like, I remember as a child, you know, making the, the craft for Good Shepherd Sunday with the cotton balls and everything, and, and now I'm thinking, like, yeah, that's a, that's a little, you know, for, should we incorporate the wolves, you know, into the craft? Should we get, like, some red marker out? No, I'm just kidding. That, that's a little too gruesome. Sorry, just forget I said that. Um, but, you know, but suppose, yeah, it's like this happy, fluffy, oh, there's like a little butterfly on the lamb. Oh, it's beautiful. But when we're talking about Jesus as the good shepherd, we're happy that he is fending off the wolves. You know, the wolves are not pictured usually in 
the Good Shepherd artwork, but they are there. That's why we need a shepherd, because the wolves are going to eat us up. And so when Jesus is talking about, um, you know, when Jesus uh, talks about, you know, wolves, they're not literal wolves, right, guys? You know, remember like as a kid watching all these Disney movies, there's like a lot of wolves. I'm like, man, wolves are going to play a real prominent role in my life, I think, growing up. And then it turns out that they really don't, not, not literal ones at least. But there are, you know, just like we're not really sheep, right? We're, you know, Jesus just explains it this way. But there are wolves all around, and we got to figure out, well, what is the wolf then? If it's not just some like fanciful fairy tale kind of a thing, what are these wolves that we're supposed to be afraid of. Who are they and what are they trying to do to us? So I want you to think about this. Uh, I think one way to describe this would be a wolf, as Jesus is talking about, a wolf is anything or anyone who is trying to snatch you out of the hand of Jesus. That could be any number of things. A wolf is anything or anyone who is trying to snatch you away from the hand of of Jesus. Just think about that. What's, what's the threat in your life? And the wolf's goal is to get you to stop paying attention to Jesus. To get you to stop listening to the voice of your good shepherd. That's what the wolf is really trying to do. The wolf is trying to get you whether it's by brute force, like ripping you away from the hand of Jesus, or whether the wolf can like dress up like a shepherd or something and get you to willingly walk away from Jesus. But whatever the tactic is, and they, and they try them all, the wolf's ultimate goal is to get you away from Jesus and to destroy you. To leave you dead and lost. And so Jesus, this is what Jesus is up against. Anything or anyone who would try to snatch you out of his hand. Now, thankfully for us, um, Jesus has dealt with wolves before. And Jesus has this covered. But you might be thinking too, like, well, pastor, what, what can I do as a sheep? You know, I, I'm, I'm trusting in Jesus, but is there anything that I can do against the wolves? You know, that's a good question for us to ask. Well, is, there, is there like some kind of an active role that I can play to stay in the flock of Jesus? And uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be shocked by this. There's three things. There's three things <laughs> that you can do. You want to stay him with me? You can uh, pay attention to Jesus. You can listen. Oh, you guys are listening. And you can keep holding his hand. And the beautiful thing is that there is no shortage of opportunities to continue paying attention and listening to Jesus because he gives us his word. And that's where we hear the voice of the good shepherd in his word, like what we're doing right now. But every day, you guys have Bible apps and actual you know, hardcover Bibles and everything. His word is there for you to listen and know him and believe him every day. That'll keep the wolves at bay. But Jesus 
does the dirty work when it comes to the wolves. So we're thankful for that. He is no stranger to the wolves. They will do their worst, but Jesus will not let them snatch us out of his hand. Jesus talked about uh, earlier in John chapter 20 how the good shepherd comes to lay down his life for the sheep. And that's exactly what Jesus does for us. The wolves encircle him. They snarl and they sniff and they surround. And Jesus lays down his life and the wolves rip him apart. But he saves us. But then Jesus also says, not only does a good shepherd lay down his life, but he does that so that he can take his life up again. And that's what he does on Easter. The good shepherd rises again. He's victorious over the wolves, but he's still got something to do. Because the father has entrusted to him all of the sheep, and he needs to lead us all the way through life into eternal life. That's what he comes back to do. And he's got to take on the wolves again. And so Jesus, you know, sometimes we see these paintings. Maybe you've got one in your house of, like, Jesus. Again, this is like the fluffy version. Jesus has, like, he's holding the lamb like a baby, and it's all happy, and there's no wolves around. But, but, but I, I think of Jesus, I think of, like, a darker vision of this. Jesus is, like, clutching us, and he's got a tight grip on us, and he's fending off the wolves. They're on every side. Do you think Jesus... You think Jesus is afraid of these wolves? He's faced them before. Do you think Jesus, the one who has all the wounds and the scars on his hands already from his first battle with the wolves, you think he's afraid as the wolves are trying to pry his fingers apart? You think he's afraid of getting a few more wounds or scars? No way. He says, wolves, bring it on. And he does not let them snatch us from his hand. He says he's going to lead you to eternal life. He's going to lead you to eternal life. That's our good shepherd. Now, I want you guys to think about the, the biggest, baddest wolf you can think of. Whatever the scariest wolf is that snarls in your life. The one that you think, I don't know, Pastor, I think this one wolf might be able to get me away from Jesus. I want you to put that right at the forefront of your mind. And I want you to hear a few passages here from Scripture about what the good shepherd does to keep you safe from even that scary wolf. If you thought we were going to get out of here today without doing something from Psalm 23, you're wrong, guys. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that place is filled with wolves. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Ah, oh, there's the good shepherd. Have you ever thought, oh man, some kind of wolf, I'm sure some wolf out there might be able to separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Well, oh, what does Paul say? For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor wolves, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus 
our Lord. Nothing, nothing will pry that hand open and get you. Reread a few verses here from Revelation. Again, this is, this is us, right? This is, this is the sheep in eternity, led safely by Jesus. Beautiful imagery of what, that, what those heavenly pastures are going to be like. Therefore, they, that's us, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. He who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Beautiful. Did you guys hear that? Did you notice that? It's talking about the lamb and the shepherd, okay? Don't be confused. The lamb who was slain, the sacrificial lamb who saved us is the same Jesus who is the good shepherd. And it's that same Jesus who it says he's gonna take that, that beautiful, scarred, wounded, loving hand that hand that has been holding on to you your whole life. And he's going to take that hand and he's going to wipe the last tear off your cheek. As he leads you into eternal life. And there, we're going to have all the time that there is to keep paying attention to him and to continue to listen to his voice and we're going to be safe in his hand forever and ever. Dear Jesus, thanks for being our good shepherd. Help us to trust in you. Help us to pay attention even though the wolves encircle us, help us to listen to your voice above all of the others. Help us to feel safe and secure that you will not let anything or anyone snatch us from your hand. Thanks for making us your sheep, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.